This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. But Jim Watson is the mayor of Ottawa. He's on Twitter, at Jim Watson Ottawa. You can go to twitter.com slash Jim Watson Ottawa and see his tweets. Anybody can go to twitter.com slash Jim Watson Ottawa. If you're not on Twitter, no problem. You can go to twitter.com slash Jim Watson Ottawa. And even if he's blocked you on Twitter and you're not logged in, you can still go to twitter.com slash Jim Watson Ottawa and see his tweets. Most politicians are on Twitter. Some are more active than others. Uh, Some you can tell that it's actually them writing the tweets and it's really personal at some level. Uh, With others, it seems more likely that some staffer's doing it and they're just tweeting out you know, photo ops or press releases or whatever. Uh, but it is true that, that a lot of politicians are on Twitter, and there's kind of an expectation that, you know, you should be on social media. You should try to be more accessible in that sense. So how much accessibility can we expect or demand of these politicians? They're Twitter users like everybody else. One of the features on Twitter is that you can block other Twitter users. It means that they cannot follow you. They cannot see your tweets. They cannot tweet at you. You don't have to see anything they tweet. Twitter can get ugly. Twitter can get messy. And if someone's constantly tweeting at you, constantly hurling abuse at you, that's one of the options you have. Now, you can also mute that person, in which they would know that you've done so, and you don't have to worry about seeing their tweets, and maybe that would be preferable for politicians to do that. But is there any kind of legal concern here if if politicians have blocked people on Twitter? Well, three people in Ottawa are taking Ottawa's mayor to court, claiming that by blocking them on Twitter, he's violated their charter rights. All right, well, I want to find out more about where the charter issues arise here. Joining us on the line is uh, Paul Champ. He is the lawyer representing these three. Mr. Champ, welcome to the program. Good afternoon, Rob. Thanks for having me. Okay, what kind of background do we need to know here about these three and and how it was they came to be blocked by Mayor Watson online? Yeah, well, my three clients are uh, fairly uh, well-known Ottawa residents. Uh, one, uh, Ottawa, uh, one, Emily Taman, is a law professor and actually was recently voted by uh, all lawyers across Canada as one of Canada's uh, most influential lawyers. Um, she's ran politically a few times uh, and so forth. The other two people, uh, one is a guy who works for the Council of Canadians and he's involved in a variety of uh, social you know, issues, women's issues, de- de- democracy issues. And the third guy is uh, a person who works for uh, Canadian Union of Postal Workers and he's particularly interested in environmental issues and he helped organize a debate during this uh, civic uh, mayoralty campaign on environmental issues. Okay. Um, do, do they know why they, they were blocked? Yeah, they do. Um, in each case, uh, it, it 
uh, arose from a few tweets they had made uh, regarding uh, Mayor Watson, and then he just, uh, you know, out of a fit of pique, blocked him. With Ms. Taman, she was uh, uh, involved in a Twitter feed where people were talking about a big social housing development in Ottawa that was being shut down, and uh, so she made some comments about that. Uh, the other two, uh, one of the guys was tweeting about a, um, a debate on uh, women's issues for all mayoral candidates that uh, Mr. Watson was, uh, decided he wasn't going to attend. And the other guy was inv- uh, tweeting about environmental issues and a, a debate on environmental issues. And um, Mr. Watson decided not to attend. So they were all very civil tweets. Uh, they were critical of the mayor saying, why aren't you interested in these issues or taking uh, action on these issues? But they weren't profane. They weren't rude. Uh, you know, they're fairly common stuff that you see on Twitter. Okay. So wh- where's the charter argument here? Why is this a matter for the courts? Well, the first and most important thing is that uh, Mayor Jim Watson is an elected public official. And um, his activities and how he treats uh, citizens can attract uh, the application of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. And in these circumstances, he is going on to Twitter, which is, as you know, Rob, a very popular media platform now. Like, there's practically no elected official in Canada who doesn't have a Twitter handle. And he's tweeting. He's a prolific tweeter. He tweets over 20 times a day. He tweets about uh, new bylaws. He tweets about uh, public debates. He tweets about announcements by the city. He tweets about events that he's attending. You know, he's, he's constantly tweeting about things. And then people reply to him, and they make comments about what he said or what he's done, and then they engage with each other. Um, but by blocking people from following him, what Mayor Watson does is uh, people who are citizens of Ottawa cannot read his tweets in the same way. Well, they can't read his tweets, so they don't know what their mayor is saying, even though all other citizens of Ottawa can read it if they want. And secondly, they cannot reply to his tweets or reply to other people who are replying to his tweets, and uh, that's effectively censoring their own speech. So our argument here is that uh, Mayor Watson has violated their charter, of, uh, uh, their charter of rights to protection of freedom of expression. And in this case, it has to do with political expression, which is you know, one of the things that the charter is most uh, concerned about uh, uh, protecting. Okay. Now, with regard to Twitter, it is popular. I'm on Twitter quite often, but a lot of Canadians aren't. In fact, some estimates put it at around 25% of Canadians who use Twitter. So there are 75%, give or take, uh, who are not on Twitter, who don't see any of of these politicians' tweets. So given that, that so few Canadians actually use Twitter, I mean, are all of their rights somehow being violated? Well, the thing is that uh, Twitter is open. There's no fee for it. Uh, All you need is a computer or even a phone, uh, a a smartphone, and you can get a free account on Twitter, and you can follow all of your elected representatives. You can follow your city councillor, your mayor, your premier, your MLA, your MP, your prime minister. All of those public officials are tweeting regularly, I can tell you, and you have the right to follow them and get very up-to-date information about their activities and their opinions and their views. So um, the, the, the fact is that it is open and anyone can follow these officials unless they block you. And that's, that's the key to this case. Now, there are people who have blocked me on, on Twitter. Um, I, whatever, I'm a nice guy. I don't know why, but <laughs> I, I, I can go to their Twitter page at any time. Um, 
if anyone to, could type in, even the people who are blocked by, by Mayor Watson can simply go to a web browser if they're not logged into Twitter and type in twitter.com slash Jim Watson Ottawa, and it's there for all to see. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there, there are workarounds, obviously, like you could even go on someone else's Twitter account, I guess, and, and get access to it. Um, or as you say, you can go in not signed into Twitter and see some of the, the Twitter messages. But uh, there's two things with that, uh, Rob. One is that it's not the same way. You're not getting the immediate uh, tweet uh, in the same timely way. Uh, you have to kind of go out and seek it out. Well, what is he saying today? And there's a lot of extra steps involved. And secondly, you can't reply to those tweets. And that's a key part here is that uh, Twitter has become, you know, a, a prevalent platform for people expressing political opinions. Uh, they tweet, they tag or they tweet at uh, politicians. They reply, importantly, to tweets that politicians put out there. And they, get, and they can engage in sort of political conversations with other people. And if you're blocked, however, from a politician, you cannot get involved in the, in the political conversations that flow uh, from those tweets. You're, you're always blocked from those threads unless you can look at their thread with your own Twitter account. And, and uh, so there's no workarounds for that. Right. Well, you know, but what you're talking about sounds like it goes beyond blocking because now it, it seems as though there's an expectation on the part of politicians to to listen to or to read or to pay attention to these tweets. If a politician mutes people on Twitter, they don't see any of those responses. They don't have to pay attention to anybody on Twitter. Yeah, our position is that uh, that would be a const- that would be constitutionally acceptable. Uh, there's no duty. There's no constitutional right to be heard, unfortunately. Uh, so um, a politician could mute you, and what that means is that you can still uh, go on their Twitter feed. You can still follow them. You can still uh, read everything they say, and you can still reply to their tweets. It's just that they won't get to see what you say. Uh, you know, maybe they find you irritating or whatever. Um, and but in our view, that would be perfectly acceptable because you'd still have the opportunity to see what they're saying and and use that to inform your own opinions. And you'd still have this opportunity to express your own view that others can read about what that elected official is saying. So muting is something that we say on Twitter would be would be acceptable, and that's an option to Mayor Watson or others. There was a case involving um, an MP from Calgary, Michelle Rempel, and a case that ended up going to court. A man was convicted of harassing and threatening uh, her on on Twitter. Uh, Things can get ugly on Twitter. Are are there circumstances under which you would say it's reasonable for a politician to block somebody on Twitter? Yes, absolutely. Uh, If if someone is uh, being threatening or intimidating or being particularly offensive or abhorrent, uh, you know, making uh, racist comments or misogynistic comments, and unfortunately, uh, female politicians like Michelle Ruppel, uh, well, any female politician, unfortunately, uh, it's, it, Twitter seems to be uh, a venue where, you know, some really hateful stuff can come out. Uh, and so in those circumstances, that is an exception to free speech and freedom of expression that, uh, in our view, you would be able to block someone who's, you know, uh, um, you know, unreasonably attacking you or saying offensive things. So we would agree with that. And if a politician's using Twitter more in a personal sense, that it's their personal account or they tweet a lot of pictures of, hey, I'm out for lunch or, you know, I'm on vacation, does that make it different? Are we talking about politicians who are much more political or tweeting out press releases and these kinds of things? 
Yes, that would make a big difference, Rob. I mean, obviously, uh, politicians still have the right to their private lives, um, obviously, and if they want to use their Facebook or their Twitter for personal purposes, well, then uh, it's clear that there's, you know, there's no right for you to see what they're doing with their family and so on and so forth. Um, But if a politician chooses to use Twitter to uh, tweet regularly about public announcements, public issues, political issues, uh, part of their political agenda, you know, acts that they're introducing and so forth, well, then it changes the character. It's part of their business. It's part of their public functions. And that's what attracts uh, constitutional scrutiny. Right. Like Jim Watson, just the cursory scan of Jim Watson's Twitter feed. I mean, it looks like it's kind of a combination of the two. There's a lot of photos of him and cutting ribbons and uh, those sorts of things. And yeah, I guess there's there's city business matters, but... there's nothing exclusive to this Twitter page, or there's nothing that's exclusive to any politician's Twitter page. If they're tweeting out a press release, uh, there's numerous other sources for that press release. Yeah, it's true. There's, there's other sources for it. Um, but at the end of the day, this is a platform that um, politicians are using that is open to all. And once a politician has engaged with uh, Twitter and has created an account and they know that it's open to anyone to follow them and express their opinions uh, on their Twitter feed, that changes the nature of it and it, it attracts uh, charter protection in our view. Um, you know, it's, it's a new reality right now, Rob. While you know, it might only be, say, 30% of Canadians that are on uh, Twitter. There's a much larger percentage on Facebook, we know. Mm. Um, you know, the, the social media, it's, it's relatively new. It's only, you know, what, maybe 10 years old that people have been on these things at all. But the fact is, they have become the predominant means through which politicians communicate with their constituents, communicate with their communities, communicate with, with other politicians. And it's become a great platform for political debate. But... When you see politicians trying to censor people, trying to block people and block um, them from being able to express their views, uh, we think we think that crosses the line, and and uh, we think the courts will agree with us. All right. Well, when is the court going to hear this? Do we know? Yeah, we've got a court date on this. It's January thirty first, twenty nineteen. Um, it's uh, it won't be that complicated to argue in the sense that the facts are not in dispute. It's just uh, we'll have some interesting constitutional arguments to make before the judge. Well, I'm curious to see how it all plays out. More at uh, champlaw.ca. Paul, thanks for joining us here today. Thanks so much, Rob. Really appreciate Much-preed it. Appreciate it. Take care, uh, Paul Champ, uh, Ottawa-based lawyer representing the uh, three uh, victims in this case. Is that the right word? Uh, I'm really skeptical about this. I, I would prefer, look, I would prefer politicians not block people on Twitter. I, I think Twitter is better served by having that, that kind of free-flowing uh, debate. And I do think it is a way for politicians to communicate. Certainly, if you look at Donald Trump as, a, as an example, and there was a, a case uh, south of the border where some tried to argue that Donald Trump shouldn't be allowed to block people. Donald Trump does say things that are very exclusive to Twitter. So if the president of the United States is essentially announcing policy on Twitter, yeah, I get you don't want people blocked from that just because, you know, the president is upset. He doesn't like that person. And there are a lot of people blocked by Donald Trump, and a lot of it seems really, really random. Um, so, yeah, I, I would prefer not. And, and there are other options like the mute button. But at the same time, is there a guarantee Do you have some kind of charter guarantee that you get to follow somebody? Like I say, if you're not logged into Twitter, 
You can access anybody's page. Even if you're not on Twitter at all, you can access anybody's page. And there's nothing to stop you from doing that. So now the argument becomes, yeah, but you want to respond to what they're saying or respond to what somebody else had responded, etc. Well, if the central issue is not being able to see what that politician is saying, there's a very simple way to address that. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.